but as far as me pressing play on Kamikaze, fuck no. As soon as I press play on it, I, I, I stopped it. I don't care. Like after track three, no matter if the subject matter changes up, you're still rapping the same thing. Like it's just it's 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 like the baby. Thank you for tuning in to the KTSC Avenue podcast. Uh, welcome to KTSC Ave. We're a double-gated community talking life, culture, music, racism, sports, amongst other things. But as always, thanks for the support. Keep that same energy. I am AC3 Savage, as always, uh, with my lovely guests. Uh, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing excellent. Uh, I'm not sure what that voice was, but uh, I'm I'm here. I'm ready to get after it. Um, as a as a person, as an as an alum of the committee podcast, now keep that same energy podcast. This this intro is different. It's it, it's not it's not what I was expecting, but we're here. We're here, and we locked in. So. You know, we're trying to get those sponsors. Shout out to Waffle House, you know, as always. Uh, so leading off with the topic that we've seen, I forgot what the dude, and this nigga said a couple wild tweets. But I just got a point to make before we get into this. And it's from an old verse. It says, uh, nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish and motherfuckers act like they forgot about Eminem. So, with that being said, <laughs> Marcus, I know you are opposed to this. Is Eminem a top 10 rapper of all time? I, I'm not going to say that I was opposed to this, but I feel like if you are of a certain age and uh, just kind of grew up in a certain era, it's pretty hard to keep Eminem out of your top 10. Now, if you want to say that Eminem is not in your top 10 currently, I I can understand that. But I feel like if you're if you're a millennial, like if you're between the age of like, what's it, 28 and like 40 or something like that, at some point, during the time that you've been listening to rap music, Eminem was in your top 10. He might not be now, but at some point you're like, yeah, Eminem is a top 10 rapper ever. I have to disagree. I I just think it's so many other rappers better than Eminem. I think I well, let me let me let me take that back. I will agree with your statement that at some point you potentially may have had him in your top 10. But I mean, let's be honest, Eminem music ages poorly. Those albums that he put out, they they go, they do what they need to do for the first week, maybe two weeks, and then we don't talk about them anymore because we're not gravitating to that style of rap. Like it's it, it's about evolution. It's about to me like it meaning something like you pop in an Eminem album today. Like, is it really going to hit like it did in 99 or 2001, 2003? Not really. Yeah. Some, some, some other, some other artists, like, I mean, I want to do the obvious Jay-Z thing, but everybody knows I'm a Jay-Z fan. So I don't want to use Jay-Z, but I mean, you look at get Richard die trying, like the day that that came out, it still bangs the same way today. It it does, yeah. I see that. Fa- yeah, come on, I, I, like 
I, I just think Eminem. Agree. I think Eminem's music ages poorly, and and so the fact that it ages poorly, it opens the argument for so many other people to jump in front of Eminem. But I will agree with Marcus that at some point, not me, but at some point, it I could see a lot of people having Eminem slipping in in that that top ten. You know, whether it be at nine or ten, like a lot of people probably had him up there. I didn't, for the record, but. Yeah, I could I could see a majority of people having him somewhere um, in their top 10 at some point. But in the last 10 years, absolutely not. I think that the, what hurts Eminem the most is his bad albums are horrendous. Like they are impossible to get through and impossible to finish. Like there was there was a part of me that, <laughs> wanted, to go, that wanted to go back through his entire discography just to kind of be somewhat prepared for this, but it's like, I don't need to continue to do that. Like, I've I've suffered enough. Like, Corona's out there. I don't need that on top of this. You know what I'm saying? So... And to me, I think I think as a, as a person who... I understand why people like Eminem. I'm just not necessarily subscribed to the Eminem Hive Club or whatever. Like, I like Eminem features more than I like anything in his discography. Like, when I do finally say, like, yo, I get why people go up for Eminem, it's because he was on somebody else's shit. It's never because I heard an Eminem track on his own, like standalone. I'm just like, wow, this white boy can rap. I'm just like, okay, I mean, at, he can rap. At, at this point, you almost have to. It's it's pretty hard outside of his first two albums. Everything after that, you're just pretty much gonna have to go and like create playlists and take songs from those albums. And, see, and, and I feel through. like we give Eminem the Lauren Hill treatment, like where you did, you can't. I mean. Coming out the gate, I give Eminem that the first the first two albums, like I have to give him that. You cannot remove that from hip hop, let alone his discography. But I'm saying after that, it's just like it's a lot of swinging, it's a lot of misses. You know, he hit a couple of them, but it's a lot, it's a lot of swinging missing. And we take those first two albums and we give them a lot. And I think if we look at a couple of other artists, we give them the first two albums that may be really, really good, and then we say, What's next? We look at a 50 cent. You look at 50 Cent and you say, get what you got trying, classic. The Massacre aged a little bit better than people projected. And then you say, you, you, you're not throwing 50 in your top 10 because those are two decent albums. Yeah, I think his feature runs did help him. And his his, uh, his ability to sell records and, uh, you know, win I mean, and like, like we've said in previous episodes, the fact yeah. that Eminem white is white does buy into the thing. Like, it I mean, happen. you can't take that away from him. It does help. But I mean, I thought his last his last two albums I thought were, were pretty good comparatively to what he has done. But, if but like they came I said, out in the early 2000s, I would definitely champion them. But it's, not, it's, it's, it's nothing that says, and not that I, I feel like he has to, but in the sense of his counterparts are, nothing about those albums, I mean, those last few albums sound like that Eminem looked at what was going on within the culture and tried to put his spin on it. It was like right. he came in with that same rippity rap cadence. You know, you threw, you went and got features from yeah. people that are out here. Like, I'll give you that that much respect, but you did nothing different than what you've done before. And that's not at, where we're at in hip hop right now. At this point, it feels like Eminem is trying to prove that he can rap at a high level as opposed to just making good rap songs. Like, there's some, there's some parts in his albums where he's just like showing off his lyrical ability and his way to his breath control and how many syllables he can put into one 16. But it's just like, at some point we ain't trying to hear all that. Like just, 
Just give us a decent, solid song. Right. You ain't got to yeah. show. You've been rapping since 1999. It's 2020. Or it's 2020. Like, let's, let's, we get it, M. We get it, Marshall. You can rap. <laughs> but I, I, my, I guess my thing would be with the Eminem, there's a lot of, there, there's only, when you talk about like top 10 rappers, like all the time, for, for someone my age and when I grew up, I feel like there's only, one like unquestionable he has to be on your list and that's jay-z eminem isn't that guy eminem isn't someone if someone was talking about a top 10 rappers list all the time and someone did not put eminem on that list i'm like you know what that's cool but if you're if you're my age and my age group and you're like well jay-z is not in my top 10 i'm we're gonna argue about that i'm arguing um me and you you're a month older than me and I cannot believe you didn't include Tupac. Like Tupac is a you know, no-brainer. I, 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 I there is so many other rappers that are better than Eminem. Like, and that's not to take away from what Eminem has done for hip hop and with his within his own career. But we're talking about what hip hop. The insertion of hip hop was like in the early seventies. You're telling me from the seventies up into twenty twenty, it's ten, it's nine other artists better than Eminem. This is, in my opinion, what hurts Eminem. Okay. So he came out with the Slim Shady LP. That was a really good album. Does it age well? Not really. It, it, it's okay. It's a couple songs I'll pull off of it. Marshall Mathers LP, I'll stand on the hill and say that's a classic. The Eminem show, that's when he started to get a little annoying with his rap to me. But it still had enough hits where it was good. Encore was trash. Uh, the, the relapse was super. Tra- There's not a song on relapse I like. There's not a song on the recovery that I like, but it's better than relapse. Um, the revival was no good to me, and then I didn't even listen to Kamikaze and this music to be murdered by, uh, just because at this point he has a track record of putting out bad albums, and it's like, like even with 50. 50, if he releases something, I kind of give him the benefit of the doubt because even though his albums have not been as good as the first two, he still has released solid albums. Eminem has, has kind of just went on this, this route of just, he, he's ma- he was making bad music for a while. I mean, he had a freaking toy chihuahua or Rottweiler rapping in a video and talking about ass and stuff like it's not relatable. It's no good uh, to me. If he if he wasn't white, he'd be Cassidy, just a guy that's highly skilled, but nobody really cares about. You know, like wh- what do you get from Eminem bars? I mean, even outside of the hey, I want to kill my mom and I'm depressed. I'm gonna kill my girlfriend <laughs> and fuck my wife. <laughs> yeah, just, wh- what else do you get from the guy? Like it's the it's the same rinse, wash, and repeat. Um. Welcome to the podcast, South Breeze. Glad to have you in with your Kango hat. How are you doing today, sir? We're talking about Eminem. Yes, I hear that. What's good? It's your boy, South Breeze, 706, a.k.a. Bucket Hat Breezy. Uh, yeah, so the homie, and the reason this kind of came up, I don't know if y'all mentioned it, but uh, the homie on Twitter brought this up, and, and I thought it was kind of a wild, hot take, only Very because, wild. yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, Eminem. just to clarify, it's... Uh, Morgs to dip one, two, three. That's yeah, I just added him. Yeah, it, 
I just don't see how you can do it. And like the the way that he qualified it was like based on like uh, projects, creativity, and then kind of a numbers thing. But I mean, again, a lot of it with Eminem, kind of like with Logic, is that he's white. Like, right, if, like if you it, get it. You have a whole different demographic that you automatically tap in that these other rappers don't. Like, yes, we know white people consume rap music more than others, but imagine that white face, like, being the face of what you want to hear. Like, come on, they soaking that up. Yeah, and I tried to I tried to get his criteria because he's trying to flame me initially, like, oh, let me see your list so you can see how people see how silly you look on Twitter. I'm like, first of all, I don't care about Twitter's opinion on my thoughts on rap music, to be honest. But it's just like once he broke down the criteria, I'm like, okay, I guess I, I guess it makes sense how Eminem fits in there. But there's so many better rappers, content-wise. Like right. Eminem hasn't evolved since he started. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot of shock value, rape, murder, homophobia. I'm gonna kill my wife, girlfriend. My mom's a bitch. I do drugs. I have a drug problem. <laughs> like where's the growth? You know what I'm saying? Like people get mad at Kanye for one the old Kanye back, but at least you can see, you know, unequivocal growth from album to album, whether you like the direction that it's gone or not. There's growth. Eminem was like, "Hey, let me release the same album ten years later with different beats." I I can't put you in my top ten for that. And as far as like rapping ability, it's cool, but I mean. I'm only giving you credit because you don't say the N word because you can't. But other than that, if you was black, you'd be like Tyler the Creator, essentially. Nobody's really checking for that. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down on that one. Slow down. No, no, on no, that. No, no, Tyler, no. Tyler, but Tyler the Creator evolved, and and that's the point. Tyler the Creator came out those first two to three albums with very shock worthy content, really rapey, over-the-top lines. And then you go listen to an album like Igor, which is a complete 180 of Bastard. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you look, even putting that comparison of those type of artists where we can say Eminem has taken that shock, that shock-worthy like route, like, outside of those shock-worthy bars, like, how many of these Eminem so- songs are really sticking with us? Like, how many times, like, in the recent years, how many times have you turned on your local hip-hop station and heard an Eminem song? A standalone song? No. Come on. He's, 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 a, he's, he's supposed to be hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, yeah. he's supposed to be hip-hop in, this, in top 10, according to this tweet. In the in the last five years, tell me what Eminem song has been on the ra- on a hip hop station. I'm not talking about well, the top was forty or the top forty. Rihanna, or was it him and Lil Wayne during that time? Whatever that was, I don't even know how long ago that was. And if, yeah. if if you go love the way you want, that was a pop song. Even if you, I mean, even, mm-hmm. even, if you put that, even if you put that shit on on the rap radio stations, it's a pop song when you boil it down to it. Come on, like I, I, I just I get it. I get it. I try to put him up there high. I just don't buy into the Eminem hype because what has he? I, I, again, he has that Lauren Hill effect to me. Great album or two in his case, and it's basically leading his legacy. Well, okay, so I think we, we've we've touched on. I kind of just want to switch gears just really quick. This is on the fly. It's the same person, but this this. At Mogstadip123 also said, you know, if we're being completely honest, oh, shit. <laughs> Nicki Minaj is better than Biggie. 
I don't know if you've seen that. I did not see that. I did not see that. There's a bold statement to make. Longevity. Oh, oh, shit. Hold on, hold on. He's in the he's in the chat. He's in the chat. He's in the chat. What's good? What's good? Yes, yes. You you said this. Oh question. Kobe, Kobe, Vince, or whatever. How you pronounce it? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump out the gate right now and say that he's wrong. Yeah. And if and but before for anybody who's listening to this, I have been drinking before the show. So um uh, yes, yes. I'm not gonna <laughs> we're, we're still here. So you see me like sipping up. Yes, I'm still sipping. <laughs> But I'm not gonna say that he's a wrong off of like off some shock value shit. I think I have to sit with it a little bit more. But I mean, it would make sense if we boil it down because she's had a longer career than Biggie. Like, I mean, it, at some point, it's gotta be. At some point, it's going to be true because Biggie would. It's not gonna have 10, 15, 20 years in the game like a Nicki Minaj potentially. You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, we gotta stop with this whole. Biggie and Pop got a whole cement these spots when it's like niggas is out rapping them at some point at some capacity. Like eventually somebody's gonna out rap Pop. Okay, it's gonna happen, and we can't take how many every years Pop can't really speak to the direct year amount, but how however long he rap, like somebody Jay Z's gonna out rap that number, and sometimes that conversation is gonna get real that Jay Z may be better than Pop and Big. Like I personally believe it, but we entertain the conversation now. But it's going to happen because people have more opportunity to prove themselves. These young gentlemen, unfortunately, lost their lives early, and they didn't have a chance to do it. So I'm not going to sit here and say that he is correct, that Nicki Minaj is going to have a longer, you know, the career, whatever his tweet was. I'm not going to say it's factual, but it, 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 in some capacity, at some point, we got to start entertaining these arguments because Biggie and Pop didn't have these long-ass careers like we would like them to have. Well, And now also, you got to understand that the 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 rap conversation has expanded beyond just New York. Like it used to be rap used to be like whatever's coming out of the East Coast, whoever had the East Coast sound, whoever was rapping New York the hardest, they were considered the best. Uh the West Coast shot up. The South has pretty much had a, a vice grip on rap for the last 20, 25 years. So we're not doing this thing where it's like, well, are you from New York? Do you rap like a New York? Like we're, we've moved. We've moved on from that. You've had two albums. We're we're good. Like Biggie is no like at, at a. There was a point where whenever someone asked you your top ten rappers, you always said Pac and Big every time. There was a point where everybody said that. Now, Big ain't even no. Big is not in my top ten anymore. Well, I was asking what? Kobe. I was asking Kobe. Kobe best. Best. Biggie's not what? in my top. Not, Biggie's not in my top ten at this point. If he had, if his, if his first two <laughs> albums. We're just completely top to bottom, lyrically elite, production elite. He doesn't have he didn't he didn't put out two perfect, undeniable albums. His first album is a classic. His second one is is really good to great. But for, for you to have just two albums, and we're talking about your top ten all time. Lupe Fiasco has more classic albums. Oh wow, we're, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not really? gonna disrespect Biggie in the name of Lupe. Lupe Fiasco is in my top ten. He is in my top ten. Okay, well, Kobe said Kobe Best said thinking about it. Then he was, I guess he took him out of it once he thought about that. Because again, like you're saying, when it comes to longevity, and you you really can't that that's for me with these conversations. You got to have a certain criteria and everybody's is different. So his criteria was lyrical content, influence slash legacy, success, projects, and creativity. 
So with lyrical content and creativity, going back to Eminem, I, I don't see the growth because he literally raps about the same like five subjects. Influence, who is Eminem influenced? Even the you have never heard a white rapper say, well, I'm not gonna say never, but it's but you don't hear it often. You don't even hear the white passing rappers being like, Yeah, M did it for me. Like, yeah. Nah. People have said they've been influenced by Eminem. I've heard I've heard Kendrick. And, has Logic said that? Has Logic said that? That's what I'll be uh, I don't think he did. But M- yeah. nah, I don't think he did. Yeah. Well, but you could look at somebody like Kanye West, you can see the influence across the entire game. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, like that's what you mentioned the creator. Tyler, I'm gonna say Tyler, like everybody that we even Biggie, like all these people have some type of you can you, you can go to an artist and where they explicitly say, like, this person influenced me, or you can go to their sound and say, This is clearly a copy paste of fill in the blank. Okay. Yeah, I, I just the, the one thing that he said, I'm trying to figure out whose subject matter he said sucks. I don't know if it's yay, but it, regardless of it sucks, it still fits your criteria. He has an influence on the game. Like, he is the God backpack rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't deny that. Okay. And, I, I would like to set up a, a new challenge for you. Can we go five episodes without <laughs> mentioning, Kanye, mentioning Kanye West? That's all. Kanye keeps No, because you always mention him. Bro. He fits the criteria. Okay, whatever. But, but this is this is my thought process. I agree with all of you guys, and I kind of feel like it's the same type of argument when it comes to a Biggie Smalls saying Biggie Smalls is Bo Jackson. He had a short run where he was amazing. We'd never seen anything like it. One of the fastest 40s of all time, one of the best running backs of all time. You're not going to pick... Bo Jackson over Barry Sanders ever like it, it just it doesn't make sense so yeah I definitely understand how eventually and I even admitted this early in the beginning of this podcast thing that we do Jay-Z has surpassed Biggie and Tupac because he's still putting out music Tupac hasn't dropped any new music that he's made since 1996 he had a great run, but you know, I mean, and he he'll always be in my top 10 personally, just because of the influence that he had over my life in the time. But, you know, after a while, it just, you know, the game passes you by my point on Eminem, uh, great first two albums. After that, uh, a bunch of skippable stuff. Facts. And I will put Eminem just based off the of album sales alone, He's going to be in your top 25. If he's not, that's just being disrespectful. It's not 25 people that have done the art of hip hop that are better than Eminem. But a top 10 with as much personal preference as it is, he just doesn't make it. When I try to do it off the top of my head, he made like maybe top 15, but he didn't make top 10. That's just my opinion. And see, that's why I think like top 10 is supposed to be what you listen to. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, I've never outside of features. And I got like eight features of Eminem, and I got a, it's a playlist called it's an Eminem playlist, like Eminem features. I got eight songs, maybe less than ten. I know for sure it's less than ten that I listen to. Like I don't care. Like it's I don't consume enough to even 
care enough to put him top nothing. Like you said, top twenty five. Eminem falling. I'm like in my head. I'm like I probably can make an argument for twenty four people. <laughs> I mean, twenty six people to be ahead of him. Like he may be top thirty. Cause I'll run out of rap. I don't think I don't think you can do it. I don't I don't think you not twenty five. There's if not I, if I, I out of all time from the beginning of rap to now, I probably could put twenty five niggas in front of them. That I will. That I will do this because this is the thing that kind of gets a little like I don't like when people do this. You can't put groups and duos. We're just talking about individual rappers because a lot of people will say like Andre three thousand. He has no solo. I, I, I think, that, to be honest, I'm. I mean, this is no shade to Andre because I fuck with Andre, but I just think that's a cop out. I think that's yeah, like yeah. internet shit when people put Andre three thousand yep. and and not and not like if you sneak Outcast in there, I'll give you a pass. But when you just go straight Andre three thousand, I yeah. I believe that's hyped up bullshit from the internet that people just feed into this thing that he's just this elite rapper. Listen like to, it's listen it's, to it's solo stuff. Because there's a different thing between Outkast and Andre 3000. If niggas was putting Outkast on a top 10, then I'm not going to have any argument with it because you got the proof. You got you got factual, solid evidence that this nigga is spitting. But when you say Andre 3000 and you go type featuring Andre 3000 on YouTube or however you consume their music, you can't say that's top 10 worthy motherfucking rap. It's no way. I was, I was talking top 10 rappers with one of my homeboys on Twitter. He had... Andre 3000 in his top 10, and he also had UGK. So I was like, Okay, so I see that. I'm like, UGK. Oh, I think I said it because he had Big Daddy Kane in there too. I love Big Daddy. Yeah, he did. So you have a lesser rap duo in your top 10, but you only include half of the greatest rap duo ever. How does that make sense? And Big Boy be spitting. It's such a disrespect to Big Boy, in my opinion, it when is. people it do is. that. Because I'm not going to say, I mean, I'm not going to say that Big Boy is the better rapper of Outkast, but I will say Andre 3000 have said that. So it's like, it's a spit in the face when you be like, oh yeah, Andre 3000 is top 10 worthy, but you don't speak of Outkast. When I when I do my top 10s, I, I usually ask, like, hey, can I put groups in here? If they say no, then I'm putting Andre and Big Boy in my top 10. If they say yes, I'm just putting Outkast. Like, if you if you look at everything that Andre 3000 has done and everything Big Boy has done, they're both should be mentioned in that same category. Like Big Boy was on International Players Anthem too. His verse was pretty good, also. It just wasn't first. Dog, his <laughs> his verse on Roses was fire too, dog. Like I'm no, Big Boy is when people just make Andre stand out. It's like I get why people make him stand out, but it's like Big Boy is effortlessly rapping. Like he is going. Yeah, I've always thought Big Boy all the way up until Stankonia, I felt like was when Andre kind of started to catch up. But I clearly mm-hmm. thought that Big Boy was way better than Andre in the beginning. I thought they were both dope. But Big Boy carried the load, and then after Stankonia became even, and then I just kind of felt like uh, when we had Speaker Box to Love Below, one took it another direction and was a bigger pop star. Love Below wasn't great, I'll say it. It wasn't Andre has better creative love, direction. Love. He has he has better creative direction, and we're more open to receive his creative direction. Because I'm I like, just, if I you just, look at a if you look at a video like Morris Brown, like I I literally listen to Morris Brown today, which Andre 3000 is nowhere near that song or that video, and it's like giving you futuristic shit, and Big Boy is rapping his ass off yet again. Well, my thing, my thing with the whole like better creative direction like the love below and i 
I thought we were going to talk about it like a couple of weeks ago. So I remember I went back and like listened to it. There was literally no like direction with it. Like the sound was all over the place. There were so many different genres on there that it just sounded like it was all just mashed together. It's not a it's not a great album. It wasn't the better out of the two. Now the individual songs from uh, Love Below, like Hey Ya, that's an undeniable like smash. Like that's undeniable. You know what I'm saying? Like Roses. Those two songs, great songs by themselves. Within the album, it's it's just it's just it's gumbo. It's like just a gump of just a bunch of different sounds thrown together and put in a blender. It's what like we think the love below is what 808s and heartbreaks is. It's not it's not that 808 and heartbreaks is way better. I, I think it's the blueprint to that though. Do it is the blueprint to, to take it's it not, they, Listen to those albums. Those two albums don't sound that much alike. They really don't. No, they like, don't, but I'm just saying, just a rapper taking that type of a chance, I feel like that was the blueprint for a rapper to take a chance like that. Is it a better album? No. Do I, I like it? Yes. I mean, I, I love The Love Below. It was. It is some It is some straight fire on that album. No, I listen to that album at least three times a year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nah, I just I just don't see it. I, I just think uh, if you're putting She lives in my lap. You, my you know? That's a that's a ripoff from Prince, man. <clears throat> that sounds like a that sounds like a fake sounds like a fake uh Battle of Dorothy Parker kinda ish. The song it doesn't make sense to include Andre in your top ten when he has zero solo albums and the stuff that he does, like listen to the last two solo songs he put out, like that shit with the saxophone or whatever, or the flute or whatever. The one with the mom, the mama, the mama EP. And I and I I kind of understand what that bothered me so bad because he didn't rap. <laughs> the songs aren't good. He's one of the greatest feature artists of all time. I'll give him that. He's one half of the greatest duo of all time. But as a solo artist, Andre 3000, not great, not great. He's not. But yeah, you put him in your top though. Because he's with Big Boy also. I include it's either it's either I'm putting Andre and Big Boy or I'm putting in Outcast. I'm not leaving those two apart. Separately, I'm not doing it. Okay. Look at his greatest songs. His greatest songs are with Big Boy. That, that is facts. So again, uh, we'll probably have the homie uh Kobe best on at some point. He he wants to get his takes on. Appreciate you supporting. Apparently his homeboy jumped on there, didn't like what Tribble said, and immediately left. But Again, <laughs> this person's from Queens and is is for Eminem. I don't listen to Eminem because it's nothing about Eminem music that says, "Hey, compress me." Like, it's, I mean, I've never. I will say what I like about Eminem when I turn up the Lean Back remix, very quality verse, like great verse. Like, He's I don't it? know. I just, huh? I've never heard that before. I'm about to Google that. You never heard the Lean Back verse from Eminem? Nah, what man. Quality shit, like that's the shit I like. You okay. know, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Oh, wow, that's crazy. You he never wrote, heard that. Like, he that was still Dre, or he wrote something for Drake. Yeah, I like, for, I like forgot about Dre, like that verse. Yeah, I like guilty conscience. Like I like that. But as far as me pressing play on Kamikaze, fuck no. As soon as I press play on it, I, I, I stopped it. I don't care. Like after track three. No matter if the subject matter changes up, you're still rapping the same thing. Like it's just it's 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 like the baby at this point. Ooh, damn! Y'all already turned y'all's back on the baby, huh? That's crazy. 
That's crazy. No, I definitely support. I'm 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 from Charlotte, so I'm definitely gonna always support the baby. But you, I, but at the same time, like, how can you call yourself a, a fan of anyone and you can't critique critique them? Like, I just I don't understand that notion either. Like, I, like 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 this whole argument about Eminem and him getting upset. Like, I can say Eminem is not my cup of tea. I think Eminem can rap, but he just personally doesn't make my top thirty. It's what I listen top to. Thirty. Come on, man. Unless it's the features, and I'm gonna drop the features on Ox DJ. Shout out to us, follow us. Hey. I'm not listening to Eminem, and that's not taking away from his talent. Do I think he deserves to be in other people's top 30 that press play? Sure, but he's not making mine because I don't give a fuck about Eminem. Love eight mile though. So and, and to kind of pivot off this, I don't know how much time you have, but I want to talk about uh uh HBC alum, since you are a uh, graduate of V. Howard University. V. Howard University, I'm here. What's up? But uh, but real quick, I, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I feel like a lot of people probably haven't even listened to like 30 rappers, to be honest. Like if you if, like you saying that sounds crazy, but somebody is gonna be, get mad at that comment, like the guy on Twitter that was like, "Oh, Eminem's not here, top 30." Like, dog, have you, have you even listened to 30 rappers? You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of rappers out here. It's a whole lot. That's a lot of music. Yes, but it's a lot of rappers to get into. And I think just because one, like I listen to any and everything, it's, and, and it, it's easy for me to put, it's easy for me to find 29. And, and then the thing about it is those 29 rappers may not resonate with half the people that press play on this podcast. But well, again, and, we're talking about my top, like the key emphasis on mine. Well, not even just with your preference, just to kind of wrap it up, but like that you know, knowing that you do plays for Oxdj and that you have a, 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 I guess a diverse music palette, I would, I would take more credit to you to know that you've probably listened to thirty different rappers. The average rap fan is like Kanye West, Jay Z, J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, Logic. Outside of that, it's like, bro, cats aren't out here listening to fucking Ghostface Killer and E Forty the Goat. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's all I'm kinds of rappers there. That's what I'm saying. Like the uh, Freddie Gibbs, shout out to Alfredo. Man, niggas not really, niggas not really out here listening to Joe Button before he had a podcast. That's like, what I mean, saying, these, so these I are can't. people that are really rapping. Like Slaughterhouse is rapping. Like Those I'll put it. anybody in Slaughterhouse versus Eminem to have an argument about that. Like Those that's definitely. when I'm talking about rapping. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking Those about definitely. having Drake sit above Eminem. <laughs> I don't think Drake can rap either. I like his music. I think he makes great songs. He not. He, I mean, I'm, now Drake makes my top thirty. That's fucked up. But, um, but at the same time, it's just like it's so much more. And I think that's my issue. I think a lot of people, like you said, they're just locked into what they have. They have been fed, um, and you you lock on to it. And I'm open to be wrong too. So I'm pretty sure people are gonna see my Twitter name. Like, follow me on Twitter. Make your case as to why I need to put Eminem in my top thirty because I don't I don't hear the case. I don't so, hear it. Nobody nobody is arguing it on my time. The only time people go up for Eminem is when he drop an album and then two weeks later we don't give a fuck. Well, I think that'll be the the challenge question for this week is name as many rappers as you've ever listened to. And when I say that, I'm not saying just a song. I want a a cap of at least two albums and excluding your top. Like excluding the Jay Z's, the Kanye West, the J Cole's, because I feel like I got a lot of people out here are lying. They really think they're about this rap life. I don't think they're being honest. Like once you take out the Jay Z's, the Cox, the Biggies, us three are in our thirties. We've been consuming rap for at least twenty. It doesn't years. matter. It doesn't matter. You don't think you, have, you can listen to two albums or three albums of thirty people? 
I'm talking about right now that you have in your lifetime. I'm not saying like, oh, I've listened to one song from Ghostface Killer, one song from E40. Nah, have you listened to entire albums of these people so you can hear their entire body of work? You can't give me, oh, I listen to Tell Me When to Go, so I listen to E40. That don't count. That but don't then count. also, I think it, I think it also is, is it's a, a mute argument because you have a certain a certain demographic, or especially now that goes off album numbers or album sales. And I brought up like a person like Joe Button, where if you go through his mute his mood music series, anybody that's true to hip hop that's really into hip hop, they will put those as like you're ready to die, you're all eyes on me. But if we go to commercial success, it didn't do shit. So it so it, it again it ultimately boils down to like what you like, what you fuck with. Because I'm gonna put Joe Button in my top 30 before I put Eminem. But if we go on Billboard, Billboard gonna tell me I'm fucking wrong for having that. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I didn't like part of uh Kobe Beast or Best's argument with the uh, saying that oh, we can't have a conversation about rapping. Yeah, I can't talk about Black Thought or Royce versus Drake because of the success factor. Like, I, I don't care about the numbers. Can this dude rap or not? That's that's where my criteria stops for a second. Like, yo, can you rap or not? I, I mean, there, okay, there has to be some sort of criteria because you have to be like kind of in the industry. But like Royce, he's not a slouch if you listen to rap music. Black Thought, a lot of people will say he's one of the best lyricists in the game. So if you're if you're not putting those type of names in your list and you say the Drake's, the Kanye West, the Kendrick's. Then I'm like, all right, dude, you probably don't listen to the, that much rap music. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of our take on that. Uh, real quick, your mans that did not like your take. His top 10 rappers, uh, Mo Quadri, 718 from Queens. He's got, obviously, Biggie, M, Jay-Z, Pac, Dr. Dre, Nas, Snoop, Wayne. What yeah, the Dr. fuck? And, and, Dr. Dre? Oh, Dr. my God. Dre? What? So, Yo, get your man's. Yo, get your man. You about, Wait, you, what did he say? I, I, I didn't hear because I said what. What was the last three? three? Let me read this again. Uh, Mo at Mo Quajiri seven one eight. I'm curious how old this guy is. He he's from Queens. His top ten, in his opinion, it's Twitter. It's obviously your opinion. You have to state that. Biggie, M, Jay Z, Tupac, okay. Dr. Dre, Nas, Snoop, Wayne, Yay. And Drake. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna make a point. That's, here. A, that's a range, though. I'll give you that. That's a it's, range. This, of the top that's 10. the most generic top ten I've ever heard. Like, and that, I was gonna, that's and that's what I'm saying. Outside of these people, like that's ten. Out, if you subtract these ten rappers, and you didn't have the Kendricks and the Coles, how many other rappers have you actually considered? I gotta fight that. The only one I want to fight him for is Dr. Dre. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he doesn't. But he's one of the most popular artists of all time. That's what his ten is. He took the most okay. popular artist ever from 90 till today and made a list. I did. And I'm going to be honest, he sounds white with his choices. He's not black, but... Um, yeah, those sound like non-black choices. I mean, I don't, I don't hate I the, the list. I don't hate the list because I feel like you can argue everybody on that list, in my opinion, but Dr. Dirk. <laughs> That's the only one I feel like right. he's gonna be He doesn't write his own. I can hear argument as to why they're on the top 10, but Dr. Dre, I'm, that's probably the only one I'm like, okay, dog. Like, yeah, it's very really. New York heavy, but anywho. Um, he did Jay on there, so I mean, we're, we're cool, even though he hates the fact that I don't like Eminem, but whatever. 
yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird. This Eminem thing is weird. But again, this is a pretty generic list that we'll probably see a thousand times. But that's my challenge, man. Go listen to different rappers, dog. Um, but real quick, while we still got Tribbles on as an alumni from a HBCU. Um, we had some very sad news this week. Uh oh, what happened? What did I miss? <laughs> Uh, we had the the passing of a black entrepreneur. Um, oh my god! <laughs> from 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 the uh, what is it? Where is he from? Uh, I mean, from Morehouse, Atlanta? Atlanta. Morehouse, Morehouse's Morehouse's own, uh, Godfather's Pizza's own uh, presidential candidate, Herman Cain. Uh, he he recently sadly passed away. Um, the tweet that I saw initially from Sharon Carpenter was that Herman Cain has sadly passed away at the age of 74 after a battle with the coronavirus. The former presidential candidate has diagnosed with the virus less than two weeks after attending Trump's rally. I'm sorry, 45's rally in Tulsa, where masks and social media, social distancing were not required. Um, there's clearly a picture of him at the rally. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that uh, in this time that science and medicine has been politicized to the point where a survivor of colon cancer, stage three or four colon cancer, decided that his his dedication to riot for his party, like he's a damn blood or something like that, like rode for them so hard to the fact to the point that it it essentially arguably cost him his life. And it's kind of the, the sad state that we're in, where this is this is how this is where this is where America is at this point, right? Where science doesn't matter, where facts don't matter, where we have empirical evidence from other countries that doing a specific set of things will allow us to take our black, brown, and white asses outside, but for for some reason in America we we just can't do what we're told. Or we just refuse to think about other people. And uh, your man's was on that, you know, mask off plan. And I mean, fuck it, mask off. There's there's no mask in the grave in the casket that you're getting put in, bro. Like, but they gonna wear a mask at that funeral. I. And How the, much you want to bet? If they put it, if they put it on C-SPAN, he definitely not getting BET treatment. But if they, they put it on C-SPAN, you gonna see them people in there with mask on. And the people that are around him, like I'd, I'd be feeling kind of bad if I was one of the people around him. Cause like, damn, like I really could have get, I really could have killed this man. I mean, his bad decisions and his bad thought process, in my opinion, ultimately killed him. But it's just like, I, I imagine surviving stage three or four colon cancer to die from a disease that you didn't have to get. Like, think about that. That's that's insane. I don't understand what's wrong with some of these people. It doesn't make any sense. But again, uh, there's a little bit of flack, a little bit of uh, tension in our chat, our group chat, for uh, some tweets or some memes that might have flew after this unfortunate event. And my argument is that if this person or if a person doesn't have any respect for their life, then why should anybody else? Like, I... Am I am I wrong? Like, can can I get some can I get some commentary? Like, I don't. I don't, I don't um, let me start by saying, you know, like any, I'm I'm a Christian, so any any oh, loss of shit. life, like I I I have some type of some most midget of sympathy for, but at the same time, it's just like sci the science is here. Like we we trust science for everything, 
but this. Like, all of a sudden, fuck science. Like, yeah. We're sending all these kids to STEM schools. We got the STEM research. And then science tells us to sit our black asses and white asses and Asian and whatever the hell you are down for just a few weeks. Put a mask on. And we act like we can't do it. So, unfortunately, this is a consequence of his, of, of, of his I'm, I'm not going to use the word mistake, but his choices because we all have free will. So he decided to go to a populated area being a cancer survivor at a old age. So you're at the top tier, like at the top of the pyramid of, of high risk. And you choose to do this for some shit that you don't get. You don't. I mean, yeah, you may be getting money off of the Herman Cain ain't about to get no cabinet seat. You're not risking your life for some shit that's going to mean something at the end of the day if this man gets back into office. So, I mean, I'm not going to say fuck them, but it is what it is. You made your decision. And for the people that are choosing to make memes and laugh, that's on them. I personally feel like that's just going to be a lot on my conscience. And I don't want to answer for that on Judgment Day. But for those people that are doing it, like, it, it, he didn't care about his life. So what make, so why should, why should everybody else? Because we all, I feel like on this on this podcast right now, We've watched the news, we've heard the science, and we are doing everything in our power to keep ourselves safe. He th That's something that he felt like he wanted to risk his life for. I personally don't believe that was something I would have risked my life for. He did it. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Like, you knew what you were, my thing is you knew what you were getting yourself into because just like you and I could have got on google.com and say, hey, is it smart to go to a, a fucking rally in the middle of a pandemic and Google would have told us no, we would have had, we would have had enough information to know what to do. He had that and he had people around him that could have helped him. So, I mean, it's unfortunate. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to use the word rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? I just hope that his soul is doing whatever it's supposed to do in the afterlife. And it is what it is. Wear a mask and wash your hands and socially distance. So you don't be like Herman Cain. So there was, there was a there's a story I read like a couple of years ago about this missionary. He was planning on going to this like either an island or just some you know remote country to you know spread the gospel or whatnot. And some somehow that country or that place caught wind of it. They were like, "Yo, if you come to where we're at, if you step foot on our land, talking this Jesus stuff, we are going to kill you." That's what they told him. This man proceeded to raise money. Like everybody that was supposed to go with him, they were like, yo, we're not going. But this one guy, he was like, you know what? No, I'm still going to go. I'm going to raise this money and I'm going to go to this place. Even though they told me that if I go, they are going to kill me. This man went to that island or went to wherever he went to. And he wasn't heard from for about a month. They sent a search party out for him. They found that guy with like 70 arrows in him and he was dead. Oh, am I, am, am I supposed to feel bad for that guy? They let you know, if you come here, we will kill you. And he went anyway. How am I like, am I supposed to feel some sort of sympathy for that man? You went on a suicide mission. And that's kind of the same thing for Herman Cain. Like I get like if Herman Cain was like my uncle or my grandpa, and I'm on Twitter and I see jokes about it, I would think it would be tasteless. But at the end of the day, that man made a conscious decision to go in public to a rally with all them people at his big old age and sit there without a mask while going around talking about the coronavirus being a hoax, and he died from it. 
like the coronavirus, you that man was out here talking about like, hey, we shouldn't have to wear a mask, we shouldn't have to social distance. This coronavirus ain't gonna last that long. This thing a hoax. And that man went to that rally, coronavirus tapped him up, tapped him on the shoulder and showed him his tweets, like, oh, this you? <laughs> this you, man? This you hey, come with me real quick. Let's go have a talk, bro. So it is what it is. Like, you 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 wanted to smoke, you got the smoke. You thought and, and it's crazy. Like everybody, everybody that says the coronavirus is a hoax catches it. Every single one of them. Like, didn't Doja Cat just get it after talking about it was fake? Kid, the coronavirus is Candyman. So I, I feel I feel bad even saying the, the C word now. I feel like I said it too much. I don't want there to be a misunderstanding. They'd be like, hey, bro, I heard you was talking about me. What's up? I don't want him to come G-check me. So, hey, all due respect to the C, to the C virus. Hey, man, you got it, bro. You got it, big bro. Like, I don't want no problem. I don't want no smoke. You got it. God rest Herman Cain. So that's all I'm going to say. Okay. So, and, and like Marcus's analogy, mine was that I put on Twitter. And again, it's the same thing. I, I feel bad for, I guess, his family and friends, but I mean, I know that like older people get to an age where you can't tell them anything. You know what I'm saying? Like some Kanye West shit. Like you can't tell me nothing, but you have to be, you can't be that selfish. Just like, yo, you were in the high risk category, right? So my analogy was, if you tell me, yo, don't walk in the woods, there's venomous snakes everywhere. If I ignore you and do it anyways, get bit and die. I don't know how much sympathy that I deserve. Because I see all the warning signs and I choose to ignore them. And when the worst possible thing happens to me, all of a sudden people are like, oh, RIP. Oh, these jokes aren't funny. Like, dog, if you made a joke of your own life, then you, you, you're you going to get these jokes. Like, you're going to get these memes. I can't. It is what it is. You got to keep that same energy. So, but I don't know, man. Like, good good luck, man. Good luck if you think this Rona is a game. The, the Rona doesn't care if you're a Republican, a Democrat, a liberal. It's, it's out here. Is out here. So, I mean, good luck. Good luck. Hey, I don't know him like that. I don't know. I don't know who that is. I ain't never. I ain't never heard of him. I just. I just wear my mask and keep my distance and wash my hands. That's about it. Yeah. So, it, it is. It is what it is. But, uh, uh, triples. How much time you got left with this? We we rocking out. Let's let's just keep going. Okay, so I, I think the the last thing that was on the docket is that Marcus challenged me to a pre versus versus, and he decided <laughs> he decided to take the position, the very sad position of uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Titty Boy uh, Two Chains, and I, I'm not gonna lie. Since they announced this, I've been Team Rick Ross Rose all day. And I got a homeboy, uh, G, a Gator Great on Twitter. He's like, he's coming at me talking about like, oh, what the fuck? It's like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know what kind of artist you think Rick Ross is. I'm like, bro, I don't think you know what kind of artist Rick Ross is, dog. Like, Rick Ross has been consistently putting out music since like the better part of like 2004, 2005 to as of like now or whatever. So I think that you didn't really like the matchup of this versus. I saw the the poll from the Ox DJ, and a lot of people, for some strange reason, want to see Two Chains win. And my thought is like, bro, and this goes back to my point earlier. Like, do y'all listen to rap music? Right. It like the whole versus thing at this point. Like, it's it's a whole different clown, conversation. For clown like, 
I don't, I personally, like, I love 2 Chains. I love Rick Ross. Like, I want to openly say that. I consume both of their music a lot, way more than Eminem. <laughs> but I just don't think, like, they're supposed to battle because of what you're talking about right there. Like, they both make hit music, but where we're consuming these hits are in two totally different locations. Not saying that I've never been in the club and heard a Rick Ross song, but the Rick Ross that a lot of people on this side of Twitter that are championing, it, we consume that Rick Ross when we're, you know, with our with our homeboys, our homegirls, like when you're cruising down the road, like he makes that luxury rap music where you have a two chains because not to be confused with Titty Boy, because I, I feel like if it was a Titty Boy versus Rick Ross conversation, then it's a different story. But when you're looking at two chains, two chains is I, I can name off the top of my head five or six two chains verses that you hear in the club. Most people, most casual listeners are going to identify with, with two chains when it comes to this versus battle. Does that, in my opinion, mean that Two Chains makes the better music? I don't agree. I do believe that Rick Ross makes the better music, but when we're talking about the most consumed music or the better consumed music and how and how most people consume it, Two Chains is that winner because we're at, we're, we're out let in me, the party. Let, let me stop you there. Has the placements. Two Chains has the placement. Let me stop you there. On your movies on Fast me, and Furious. Let me like, stop you there. Let me stop you there. Rick Ross. And when I was going through making this list, because versus the format, even though I don't agree with it, I don't like it, but it's pretty much based on hits, correct? From what we've seen, right? Yes. Okay. I don't know if you realize this. There's 20 songs, right, that they're supposed to pick. And you just said, hey, yeah, we consume two changes in the club. He's more recognizable in the clubs, blah, blah, blah. In my creating of this list, I discovered that two chains or not two chains, Rick Ross is on 12 Khaled records. 12 of them. 12 Khaled records. And these aren't slouch records. These are major hits. 12 of them. Around the same period that the I'm Different and Birthday Song came out. 12 Khaled records, bruh. You're talking about the club seat and recognizability. Come on, but here, but here's Not. also that question. Here's the question in the rebuttal because Cat, because we also know Khaled's formula was Rick like on, on those twelve records, and I'm not. And Ross this is not to argue. I'm just asking. On those twelve records, is Ross the number one nigga on them twelve records when we played them Khaled records? That is a di- is a difference of being a part of a hit and being the hit. Because Again. when you go retaking over, that's Wayne's song. It don't matter who the fuck was on that song. That's Wayne's song. Because not, when Wayne verse comes on, it shuts everybody the fuck Again. down. That's your personal preference. But according to the versus format, those the, are the versus format is shit, too. Like, if, like I said, it's hard to have I'm, this conversation. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm using the versus format. So he has 12 Khaled records. But does, but does Rick Ross play those 12 records in the right order? Rick, We've seen versus battles where people yeah. got the hits. They got the yeah. caliber, but if you're not counterpunching when you need to, or when you're not playing the hits when they need to, you're losing rounds. So I mean, well, my thing is, is that when you have a a glut of resources, song hit wise, it, it could get tough for Ross because he like the list that I have right now that I stopped at is 34, and I only need 20. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 
it's a lot going on right now, Rick Ross. Like a lot of people are like, oh, what's he gonna play after like I'm different or mercy? Like, dog, you act like Rick Ross doesn't have rich off cocaine the tuck, dog. Like, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> but like, okay, like me, I know Rich off, I know that's a slapper, right? But is the casual because at the end of the day, a lot of these music arguments you have it's hard to have online because you'll realize you got somebody that is a consumer of music to a person that just casually listens to it. And you can't argue or make these points with people that actually listen to it. So Richard Cocaine is not going to hit in no versus battle because not enough people in them chats, some Instagram chats, they're not going to fuck with that. Like, now, as a person that listens to that, I know that's a, in my opinion, that's a win around. It ain't much that that two chances can possibly throw out there to beat that. Like, it, it may be one if I'm not thinking in this current moment, but if we talking on some like commercial shit, because at this point, versus is commercialized on some commercialized shit. That's not winning across nothing that Two Chains throw out. If everybody know what Two Chains play, if Rick Ross dropped that song and only the, the hip hop heads know that, he's alluding to whatever Two Chains drop in the in the pop clubs know it. So that I mean, so it's also too we got to look at how we're even setting these battles up. These battles are no longer about songwriting and producing and learning about music it's about catering to these songs that the, the, that the masses already know why the fuck are rick ross and two chains battling when in any capacity at any moment i could turn on my radio and hear either one of these artists you're not going to turn on your radio and know that john tay austin did this you're not going to turn on the radio and know that the dream did this the, the versus platform was about music discovery and understanding how much influence that the that the non-faces that the non-faces had in the entertainment industry. This whole shit now that we're getting artists that we can literally go on Apple Music and go to their greatest hits or whatever playlist, Spotify yeah, or whatever yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Like kinda... this shit is, it, I'm not gonna say it's not moving the culture because these numbers are gonna look good on Thursday or when, whenever the battle is, the numbers are gonna look good. But I'm talking about from the, the origins or how it was presented to, the, to us in the beginning, we were getting fed music knowledge and being reminded of the hits. What knowledge are we getting as of recent from these versus battles if they decide to tell us a story 30 seconds in between plus and twice? We're not getting shit. Well, I, I don't like how they just, and you're right, and I personally blame 45 for this, and I, the rest of the nasty American citizens don't want to wear masks. If we wore a mask and washed our hands, we could have been outside, so we wouldn't have to keep pushing this nonsense of these versus battles. We could have been doing something else, but because we're all in the house... Oh, let's get this nonsensical matchup. Oh, let's get this nonsensical matchup. Oh, let's get Chris Brown versus Usher. La 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 all day, man. Like, come on, bro. Like, let us go go outside, read a book, do something. Like, but but they, yeah. every time they announce a versus battle, I'm like, please just go out and get corona yeah, at this point. Like <laughs> at, at this point, go outside. Like, we Can we get that. corona versus a versus a vaccine? That's the versus that I want. That's that's what I would like to see. But I I don't see I don't see there's a chance of I don't I don't think two chains has a shot, honestly. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty rough out here. And I looked at two chains' list and there ain't that much going on. Ain't that much going on out there. You know what I'm saying? Like but um It'll be a fun night. It'll be it'll be a fun night full of good music, just like the DMX and Snoop. It'll be a good night full of good music. I don't think but even we gotta stop taking the battles away. It's, I've been said it's not a battle. I say battle, quote unquote, but yeah. like even the whole branding is a luxury battle. Like, dog. Nah, well, two chains. Two chains has recently on, got on that. Two chains has recently just got us luxury shit. 
Rick Ross pretty much came out the gate talking about Maybachs and shit, dog. Like, I, I don't think their money is on the same level to be even having this discussion. I know Two Chains recently had that show on Vice talking about that, all that rich nonsense. Like, bro, come on, dog. You, you don't have Rick Ross type money. It, it, it really depends on the atmosphere of it because the like the Manny Fresh Scott Storch that was a battle. I think the that, was, that was a beating. That wasn't a battle. Yeah. That was it started out as a battle, then it turned into a slaughtering. The uh, the Erica Badu and Jill Scott one that was more of just you know that that was just vibes and energy. It was, and it, I, and no, I just, it was what the people wanted, which is women. Where are the women in these fucking versus battles? Mm-hmm. We only had one, two, two women out of all these fucking battles. All these women in entertainment, and we only managed to get two of them to sign up. And we got women on the timeline asking to do battles, and we get fucking Rick Ross and Two Chainz. Keisha Cole is begging Ashanti, which is a fair matchup in my opinion, and we got to get Two Chains and and Rick Ross. Come on, where are the women? Swiss. I, I, agree, I agree with that also, and, and I think the the uh, the ludicrous Nelly that was that was a battle also, and I think this this matchup, uh, it, it's the way the way it was presented. It felt more like a battle. Now the DMX Snoop Dogg, I think because they were both in the same room, it felt more like hey, let's celebrate these two legendary careers, and let's you know they were you know showing a lot of love to each other, and it was like. If you were if you were to tell me like twenty years ago, like you're gonna see DMX with a pop belly and gray hair playing music on the internet with Snoop Dogg, I'd be like, hell no, that's not gonna happen. DMX ain't gonna make it that long. Like no one thought he'd make it this far. So that that was cool. And I think if 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 Rick Ross and Two Chains are both in the same room in the same way that DMX and Snoop were, it's not gonna be perceived as a battle. It's going to be more of a celebration, like, hey, let's just play these 20 records and let's just have a good time. But I think if it's back to the IG Live thing, it'll be more perceived as a battle because you're more so like, all right, let me see if I can best this song. Let me try to find something better, as opposed to having a DJ with a set list and, like, performing the songs. And this is this is the first battle that we've had. <laughs> this is the first battle that we've had with two relevant active rappers like nelly and Ludacris aren't relevant or active uh dmx and snoop they're relevant but they're not really active two chains and rick ross dropped an album last year so this is going to be the first like i feel like it's going to be a battle because these two are relevant and active right now fair enough I just think Ciroc, the Ciroc branding, the Apple music shit, it's just all about money and these labels know to get your biggest artists in front of these people because you can't go to concerts, so we have to make some money somehow. So I just expect the versus brands to continue to get washed down. It's no no longer organic. It's now become monetized. It's now become a branding thing. It's more like, all right, who can we somewhat, who, who can we get to match up with this to get the most views or most money or whatever it's 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 now becomes mainstream if you want to say it's no longer you know what it's not that whispered secret thing that like people in like word of mouth like you hear about it you're like wait what's going on oh let me maybe go slide through and check it out now it's like promoted advertising and i get it i get you want to make money that that's what that's the country we live in so i understand that but can like we three sex and bone thugs finally? That was the one I really wanted to see. Because they want to stop a bag. Because they, they literally stopped that battle 30 minutes before. 
to get the to get the to get the paperwork right, and now all of a sudden we're watching Rick Ross and Two Chainz battles when we had a battle already set up. Like, just press play, let it go. I'd, I'd like to see just like two rappers just get get on IG Live, no announcement, no nothing, and just get on and just do it. Like, but they have to be irrelevant. That's the only way it flies through. Because like when Trick and Trina did theirs, because I really thought they were gonna stop theirs. And when Trick and Trina kind of their versus thing went through, I was just like, oh, they only care about artists with like some type of notoriety or some type of like legendary status as it pertains to hip hop. And I just guess they didn't give Trick and Trina that respect. I think they're Southern royalty, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly would just, I the, the verses in my head that I would like to see is not even a battle. Just play unreleased stuff. Like just something cool like that. Like you know how much unreleased stuff like Kanye West probably has in the tuck that we've never hear heard and we never will hear. <laughs> <laughs> or even like I'm I'm not even Can we get de- can we get de- detox? Can we get a detox live? Like, like just in the I, middle of the I, night? I would honestly want to hear like artists, like even if they wouldn't give us unreleased shit, like even if they give us shit that they already put out and just give us the story behind it. I would I would want to be like I want to hear the knowledge of it. As a music person, it's like I I oh, yeah. personally don't get any enjoyment out of verses now because I'm like, I can go play this music on my own. Like two chains going in his bag and playing the song that I just listened to two weeks ago because I just actively listened to this much. Two chain doesn't do anything for me. But I'm like, if two, if I know two chains is gonna log in and he's gonna tell me what the name of this girl was when he made boo for coke for codeine cowboy, I'm I may actually tune in because that's one of my favorite two chain songs. Like, what the fuck oh, yeah. are you really going through? You know, I'm gonna you make it real. The versus battle that I want to see is Usher versus R. Kelly. That's the one you I want. The podcast uh, is over. Right. You the podcast is over. Get out of here. 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 I don't think the Wi Fi in prison is that strong. They should have it. So he can give just so he can give us this. I think it would be awesome. And then, like at the end, they play same girl as they did the song together. I think it would be awesome. <laughs> and I want to hear some of those Usher deep cuts. Like a lot of people, they don't know. Oh yeah, they sleeping on that Usher deep cut. Before my way, like he was out before Confessions. Usher has a ton of hits. And eighty-seven on one is that album. Like or him and Chris Brown. Well, if we're doing if we're doing dream versus matchups that we want to see, mine is uh, Kanye West and the Neptunes. We don't want to see that. Ooh, no, that, that. Actually, I would love to see. I would love to see that battle, but I would only love to see it from an R and B perspective. Prince Michael Jackson would be good. So I know they're not. I would love to see them. like a, a Neptunes Kanye R and B battle bag. Like they only can go through their R and B cuts. Like none of the rap shit. That would be. Yeah, because Kanye West doesn't stand a chance against Pharrell. It's not- well, slow, okay, slow down. For, versus the Neptunes, like if it's just Pharrell. Well, okay, slow down. That that line kind of blurs. Shout again, out to Chad. Yeah, shout out to Chad. My, yeah, man, like Pharrell is out here. Like Pharrell is, it, he's so touched the, the, the Neptunes. Oh, okay, again, where that line blurs that difference. Like, <laughs> my my dream versus battle is that we just stop doing them. <laughs> Yeah. That's my dream. Is that Corona, we just stop doing versus battles and we wear our mask and we stay inside and then we get back to touring and all the other foolishness that was before. 
Yes, because touring, Erica Badu, can you please go ahead and cancel your concert in November that you postponed for March so I can get my freaking four hundred dollars back for those tickets? <laughs> that would be awesome. That's so I got all my money. All my twenty twenty concert money is in the account. <laughs> yeah, you. like give me my money back. Yeah, I'm trying to go see uh, the the young God Anderson Pack in concert, so I need y'all to put y'all's mask on, please. Please, please, please I'm like my body is going through it. I need concerts in my life. I'm surprised you didn't say Kanye West. You'd like to see him in concert. We ought to have like a Kanye West. I need track. it. I've never, I've never been to a solo Kanye show, so I'm actually want wow. Kanye to take his meds and let me get a show. I, I went to watch the throne, but I've never been to like a Kanye solo show, and I, I regret it so. I regret it so much. So I think it was oh, Marcus couldn't come. It was me, Mr. Savage, and I think President Black on Twitter. We we went to see the Yeezus tour. That shit was amazing. That shit was great. Right, I, I love Yeezus. Tomorrow opening. I love Yeezus too. So I know that was like an experience. Oh. And Marcus, we went yeah, to we'll the, soon Kanye so I can spend my money and, and not tell Twitter. But you know, where did, we went to? Did you go to T Lop? Right, Marcus. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Went to the T Lot uh, concert in New York City. That was, it was cool, but it wasn't better than Jesus. I'd say that right now. Not even close. Not even close. The floating stage was cool. Like the the visuals was cool, but yeah, Jesus was was next level. But <laughs> anywho, yeah, that's that's why I see Anderson Pack the goat. I've been listening to a lot of Anderson Pack, and, and you don't like Anderson Pack, right, Trimbles? Like I'm not a fan of Anderson uh, Pack, but but what I will say is, as of recent, I have been trying to slowly consume him a little bit more. Because when I I will say when I don't like an artist, I will try them again. So I'm in my phase of retrying Anderson Pack, and I'm not as anti him as I was before. But it's still like I can't take him in large sittings. Put Malibu on shuffle. That's all you got to do. I definitely enjoy his feature on um uh why what was it the Corday do whatever his letters in the, I think it's YBN, YBN. Uh, um Corday I like uh rich nigga problems like that's I, I don't think anybody could have done that that course but him to make that song sound like it sounds yeah I saw I saw Anderson back in, in Atlanta two years ago one of the best shows I've ever seen like him and the free nationals get to going. They have amazing stage presence. Yeah. The sound is incredible. I'm not. I, I will say I, I kind of jumped the gun on. It. I am enjoying it a little bit more this go around, like listening. But I'm not gonna jump out and say I'm like I'm a huge fan. Um, yeah, huge. Definitely not a huge fan of Eric Bellinger though. Try Eric Bellinger for the third time. No, it's not my cup of tea. But I love his writing though. He can definitely write. Just not wanting him to sing. Word. Well, again, Tribbles, as always, appreciate you coming through. Wait, we were going to talk about Megan. That's the only reason why I'm here. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. <laughs> we can't. Yeah. Yes, we got the woman yes. on the show to not talk about the woman. We're, 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 we're shifting into overtime right now. You know, we're, we're, we're putting in that extra work for y'all. So last week we talked about Megan Stallion. And it's hard. And this kind of ties into the Herman Cain thing is like Twitter is for the jokes, right? We understand that until it's somebody that you like or that you stand for that, you know, sure, you're a person. And a lot of people I see some of the the narratives being pushed is like, oh, all y'all do is laugh at black women's pain and nobody's sticking up for her. And, you know, when Kanye's wilding out, there's no jokes about him. It's just he needs therapy. 
yada 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 blase 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 but in my my argument that was like i didn't see one funny kanye west joke on the timeline on my timeline but that megan the stallion uh boys in the hood meme that shit is funny the situation is not funny the real life thing is not funny but that was funny Showing Tory Lane as a midget getting picked up by the police and escorted out. That shit is funny. I'm sorry. He's 5'3". I didn't know that. I learned a lot about these, these two people in this situation. But my other thing is, it's like, it's just the, the automatic assumption of innocence and guilt and what kind of happened with that. Kind of like that video that we saw on the timeline of that woman shooting that guy in the gas station parking lot, but that's neither here nor there. But again, we haven't heard anything. Like the silence in this situation, to me, has been deafening. Like, if this is cut as dry as Twitter is making it out to be, why haven't we locked this Canadian up? Right? Yeah. Why haven't any names been said? Why is there no police report? Like, it's not yeah, like. TMZ, a, TMZ ain't got a police report. You yeah. Know. It's not like an OJ trial. It was like, yo, allegedly he shot her in the foot. Case closed. Like, it's been a lot of hush-hush. There's been a lot of Megan going on the timeline talking about everything but what we want to hear. I, I, and, and, and I'm going to let you go. Let me finish. It sounds like, too, that she's kind of setting up a narrative, possibly, that, you know, people make mistakes. She alluded to, you know, some of her personal issues that she hasn't got over and whatnot, which I understand. But I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like, if you're keeping that same energy, if, let's play devil's advocate, let's say that, she could have been in the wrong. If I'm coming in here to send up the narrative like, oh, you know, I have anger issues, blah, blah, blah. You're going to say, yo, stop making excuses. And I'm not saying she's wrong or right. I'm just playing both sides of the field. That's all I'm doing. I see Marcus is getting agitated, but you got to hear both sides. How many times have we heard something we thought was cut and dry? And then lo and behold, it's a completely different situation than the narrative that was spun. So I'll let Trouble's get her takes off. Um, okay, so really quick, I 100% believe that Megan Thee Stallion is a victim. I sympathize with her as a victim. I believe that whether whomever, I'm not going to use the word Tori because we don't know, whoever shot Megan Thee Stallion, if you pull a gun on me, um, I don't care if you shoot me in my pinky toe, I don't care if you shoot around me, I don't care if you shoot above me, below me, like when you pull a gun on me, you are intending to harm me. So I, So when she put the initial um, Instagram post out that this person intended to harm her, intended to kill her. I wholeheartedly believe that. If you pull a gun on me, I don't care if you plan, I don't care if the gun is not loaded, I don't care if it's loaded, you are intending to harm me, you point a gun at me. Because you don't, because we don't know. Guns don't, we got people controlling them, but we don't know what the gun do, what the fuck it want to do. So I definitely walk in that right where I do believe Megan is a, is a victim. I believe she deserves sympathy as a victim. My issue with Megan the Stallion is you jumping on Instagram Live for 10 minutes, because if you're a Megan Thee Stallion fan, Megan ain't never been on Instagram Live less than 30, 45 minutes. Megan Thee Stallion is a Instagram liver. That's what she does. So Megan Thee Stallion jumping on Live for 10 minutes on Tori uh, Lane's it's birthday to talk about everything but what everybody wants to talk about. That like To me, that's milking a situation. Does she have the right to milk the situation if I got shot in both feet? you will hear about me getting shot in both feet till I'm like 56. So milking it, that's up to you to attach that. But I'm just saying like, 
if you're not gonna tell us what we want to know, one, let's just pull that fucking, let's pull that away. Let's take our privilege out as consumers to wanna know what the fuck happened to Megan Thee Stallion. If you don't wanna tell the police officers or the people that are supposed to give you justice after you have explicitly said you felt like your life was being in danger, being, being in the point where you think your life was gonna be taken away, why are you not cooperating with authority to get whomever this person is, whether it's Tory or this fourth person that people are flooding around, like, why are you not taking those active steps to get that done? As a consumer, would I love to know and confirm who shot Megan and what happened? Absolutely, but it's not my right. Well, whose right it is, is Megan Thee Stallion and the police officers to get her justice. You can't go police me laughing at memes or these human beings making memes if you haven't even proved that you wanted us to protect you, you're not even doing the things to protect yourself, which is talking to the authorities to get these people, you know what I'm saying, to get whomever this person is taken care of, whether that's deportation, whether that's jail, whether that's fine, like what, whatever you want to happen, you're not taking ownership of that, but you're trying to police us. That's where I have the issue. That that's my whole thing. Like, is all of this warranted? Does she does she deserve flowers from Rihanna and Beyonce? Absolutely. Because if I got shot, if you got if I got shot and the bullet went through my t-shirt and didn't touch my skin, you're gonna know about it. So I definitely believe she has the right to be loud and be boisterous and and, and state her claim. But at the same time, I'm not looking at the people that are laughing and making the memes as some like horrible people because I'm like, you're not taking the steps to make sure that you're okay too. Like this should happen, and yes, we lose parents, we lose people, we spiral out of control. Luckily, my spiral didn't leave with me with two bullets in my feet. But at the same time, I'm sitting on this podcast saying it was me that spiraled. Like I'm not putting the decisions I made and some of the shit that I did as I was mourning the loss of my mother off on other people. And and the shit that did happen, if it was somebody else's fault, best believe the world know it, or the people that need to know to help me get this situation rectified they know it. So I'm just looking at Megan as you don't, you don't owe it to your fans. You don't owe it to me personally. You don't owe it to nobody on Keep the Same Energy podcast, but you owe it to yourself to get yourself the justice that you're crying up for us to give you. That's my whole argument with Megan Stallion. So I, I definitely send prayers and I hope that mentally she's able to get over not only this situation, but the loss of her parents, her grandparents. Like, you know, that's just something that doesn't go away, whether it's a year or five years or 10 years. But Megan, Megan has to. If she, if, she, if she's gonna be vocal, you got to give the people what they want to know. You can't hold back information, but but police us on other things. That's that's just my whole argument. So, yeah. So if it comes out that she is whooping his ass, like what 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 are you? Is your thought process gonna change? Because apparently, uh, from what I saw in the timeline, I don't know if it's accurate or not, but. Uh, Drea was dropped from uh, I think Fenty Savage. Oh yeah, Fenty. Yeah. And people are saying it's because she was joking about domestic violence, right? Mm -hmm. So again, if it comes out that she was whooping his ass, then if you're going to keep that same energy, then she should also be dropped from Fenty Savage, correct? All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I just I think with that too, my issue my issue with that is that because we find out Tory Lanez is five three, we know. By looking at Megan, that she's a bigger woman, we we're so easy to feed into that narrative. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's not feed. I, again, people, I mean, yeah, people I think, might be, but no, I'm no, just no, saying, no, like, I'm looking no. at both sides. You got to see both sides. I'm not, yeah, I'm not speaking to you directly. I'm just speaking to the people that fed immediately when Adam 22 said it, when people like unwind with K, when all these narratives come out, like, people were, like, nobody thought to say, like, what the fuck does that matter? Like, is it wrong if, if the story comes out if Megan was Donkey Kong and this motherfucker for 20 minutes? Is that wrong? Absolutely, but nothing unless Megan the Stallion herself uh, retrieved the gun from wherever and pointed a gun at Tory Lanez. It's no reason where a gun should be involved, and I have ended up being shot. So I'm not saying that if it comes out and Megan the Stallion was the aggressor, that we should not give her this energy and fire her up. But I'm still also going to be in this in this right that it's nothing that she is doing that des- that deserves for you to now pull out a gun. And not only in, in, and according to her, I'm still iffy. I, I believe she got shot twice in one foot, but to shoot me in both of my feet, come on now. You gotta have great aim to do that too, as well. And not hit a bone. And it, 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 like, <laughs> listen, again, I believe, her, Megan was like, shot. I believe Megan was a victim, but I just think a lot of these details, like, as and when you start to say them out loud, they just don't make sense. And that's not to, that's not victim shaming or blaming. That is just me being a logical person. Um, yeah, I don't ever think I don't. Now I will say this too: I don't think we'll ever get an answer. I think this wow. situation is above us. I think Megan, that Instagram initial post was Megan the Stallion's doing, and not anyone in her camp. I think that was just pure impulse. Um, so she kind of jumped the gun on herself, but I def- I won't say we'll see her walk back and not say anything or be, you know, be out with Tory Lanez in two weeks, but I also don't believe we're going to get any type of real closure to this situation where we're like, okay, this is what happened that night. This is, you know, this, 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 and this. Like, I don't think we'll ever get that. Gotcha. Marcus, any other any other comments on this? I don't know where this whole both sides is coming from. There's only one side to the story. Tory Lane shot Megan Thee Stallion. There is no other side right now. And both based on what we know, it is Tory Lanez shot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot twice. There is no other side at this point. Once all the facts come out, and once the entire story come out, if it does, then we can judge the story with the with that information. Based on the information we have right now, there is no play devil's advocate for a foreigner. There is none of that. We should be advocating for a child because that's what he is. When you're five to him as an adult, you're a child. You're a minor. Yeah, a toddler. You're not American. (laughs) You don't live in this country. We don't want you here. We're we're working on building a wall. We're going to get this man deported. And that's, that's, that's that on that. Like you can't, you cannot come out here and shoot Megan Thee Stallion and be okay. Where is this nigga at? Where is he? Tori Tori went had like the biggest high to low ever, like in the span of like yeah. a month. He was killing quarantine radio. Like. Quarantine it radio. Who turned down a big ass deal? He was making independent money. He had got quarantine radio like corporate sponsored. And then you shoot the big. Well, allegedly, I don't. I don't want to get sued. Allegedly, the biggest, shoot the biggest allegedly, the biggest artist out right now. That is fucking crazy. That's a story. That is a fucking story. Okay, and real quick, one more quick thing. We had a lot of a lot of uh, tension in the in the chat room, and I asked you specifically and the other females on Twitter, 
about the whole Andre Iguodala situation. What what were your thoughts on that? Okay, so I I briefly saw it. I guess give the, give your listeners a background so that I can speak on it, like to get refreshed. But like from what I saw, I, I I'm iffy on it. But just give the listeners background first. Well, the long and the short is that Andre Iguodala was watching a WNBA game, and instead of mentioning the, the player by her name, he said, hey, something to the effect of number 23 is killing it. And, of course, his mentions got flamed by people saying, like, oh, say her name. Her name is – I still know what her name is. I'm not going to lie. I forgot what it was. Wow. Say her name, blah, 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 blah. And then she came and was like, yo, if you're not going to use my name, keep your name out of my mouth. I was like, oh, okay, shit. She, she's out here clapping at people. And my my thing was that me personally, I didn't see it as a big deal because I've even done that myself. I'm just speaking on myself. I've done that with players on my own team on the Falcons. Like like oh shit, number who is that number? Blah blah. He's he's making some plays or even just watching you know random games. Like oh yeah, blah blah blah. So and so number twelve. He made a great play. You know what I'm saying? Like I get it. But when I asked the question. I later learned that I guess your boy Andre Iguodala was making wild, homophobic, and inappropriate, disrespectful comments about WNBA players saying mm. that they're lesbians and he didn't want his daughter being a lesbian or playing for WNBA. And I was told that she was looking for any reason, any reason to go at this man's deck. So I was like, oh, okay, this, this kind of makes sense because I even feel like if he had even said her name, in my opinion, that she still would have been like, oh, well, you're a homophobe. So I just think that there was like underlying beef. That's so true. So I and I don't know if people were now trolling this because I've seen I think Kevin Durant this weekend said like oh number fourteen is balling or something like that. So I don't know if this is like a low key troll or like some subtle disrespect. But me personally, I don't I don't see that as a big deal. Like sometimes you're in the moment tweeting shit. Like hey, I get it. Is Iggy a broadcaster? No, I think he was just tweeting. I mean, is he still an active player or is he a broadcaster? No, he plays on the Heat. All right, who do? Wow. Oh. Yeah, that, okay, so shout to the I'm, Lakers. So I'm 50 on it because, again, like you say, like I've done it. Like I've just, you just sometimes you be tweet like, and then especially when you tweet, like yeah, you're trying to keep up with the game. Like I don't want to, like I, I, I stopped to look at this person's name. I've I've missed ten other opportunities. Right, and about and you know by the time the tweet gets out, like the tweet is irrelevant because it's like 18 plays later. Um, so I, I mean, I get it from that perspective. I think I would probably take really, really more offense not knowing the additional comment. So I'm just only going off of like the Twitter interaction. I think I would be more offended if he was in a, indeed a broadcaster, but for him being a player, I'm not gonna hold him to that. Um, if now if this is an analyst on ESPN, ESPN2, whatever the case may be, like, I'm going to look at that a little bit different because, like, this is your your job. Like, this is your fucking job to know everybody that plays these sports. Um, But if if what you're saying, Iggy is an active player for the Heat, like, I'm not really giving that same energy to an active player to then be well-versed and knowledgeable of an active player in 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 another excuse me, league. Like, I'm not going to look at Jimmy Butler and be like, okay, who was the offensive line of the Atlanta Falcons? Like, two different two different sports. You got your own thing going on. Like, you're not – I wouldn't expect for you to know who number 76 is on the Falcons and you play basketball. So, I get – like, now, with knowing the comments, she was going to come for that ass regardless. Yeah, so, she could have said number 12 should need to be the MVP and she was going to turn the fuck up because that's her – 
her prerogative. But if we just going off the information that, from the beginning, I think it was a little bit of an overreaction because I don't think I would have reacted. In a, I probably would have just responded with my name, but I don't think I would have made it like a huge, huge, like don't speak on my name type, you know, my number type shit. And real quick before Marcus slides in, I just want to juxtapose the two tweets. And I know he's going to say this is a straw man argument, whatever, blah, blah, blah. This is low hanging fruit, whatever. But back in 2019, uh, Jamal Adams, he tweeted out, number nine, I like how you play football, my guy. And that was Kenneth Murray, who I guess plays for the Chargers. And he responded with, appreciate that, bro. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. So I guess it's perception. But again, Andre Goddard was wilding with the, the wild homophobia and all that stuff. So I get that she wanted that ass. Yeah. And then too, I mean, it's also different. Like I just got recognized. Like I guess this dude was probably in college possibly at the time. Maybe. I don't know. But he's like, yo, I got acknowledged. I'm happy. That's that's great. Like, thanks. I'm glad that you recognize that I'm balling out of control right now. But I then too, like you this. also have to just, we also have to put into play the connotation that people just associate with the WNBA. So, I mean, when most people speak on the NBA, it's juxtaposing to something that they lack of the NBA. It's never, you know, like most of the time, not saying all the time, but most of the time when people speak of the WNBA, we're not praising anything. It's a, it's a comparison and we're devaluing what these women are going out day and night to do. So, I mean, when you look at it from that lens, like if you read if you read all of your mentions, you gotta think like what are these WNBA mentions are looking like right now? Like oh, what people that. are truly saying. You know what I'm saying? They have to be horrible. And so to us, you know, uh, that simple tweet is nothing. But if that's like the 50th tweet you've seen and somebody is devaluing something that you enjoy to do, you love to do, you are now making a living of doing like it. I mean, it well, just maybe okay, it well, makes that's kinda, want to tick. And again, before Marcus jumps in, <clears throat> I don't. I don't see it being the value coming from a NBA champion and NBA MVP. I see that as a, a big up. If it was anybody but Iguodala, because again, he had the underlying issues, whatever. But I can see if it's just like regular fans talking crazy. But at the end of the day, he still complimented her. He still acknowledged her. He still put light on the WNBA. He acknowledged number, whatever her number is. He didn't acknowledge her. But that's her. That, that is her, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now if I'm like, oh shit, this person's bomb, let me look this person up. Now I know who this person is. But, had, he but not, I, had he not done that but, now, but, I, I don't even know anymore. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's different. That's, that's different because okay, so to, to me, that's different in the sense of okay, what's Iggy's number? Like, I think he was nine I know, I know. when he was with when he was with Golden State. I think he was like number nine. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like if every single day Iggy logs on Twitter. And motherfuckers is like, oh, the nigga that passed the ball to Steph Curry. Hey, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, and they constantly, the nigga that passed the ball to Steph Curry, and then just randomly, oh, number nine made a great play today. Like, it, it, it's the end. Like, it's like, I feel like after after some point, you have to take to what they see all the fucking time. And I know those WNBA players are not getting praises um, in the majority versus an NBA player, whether you trash or not, or whether you've been active or done something in the NBA or not. Like, I think a lot of it plays into it. I think it's homophobia definitely was the nail in the coffin. But I think outside of, you know, the notables like a LeBron or a Curry or a KD, like anybody that's coming off the bench, I'm probably going to have that energy too if I'm a, a WNBA player. Like, nigga, what the fuck is you really doing that you don't know my name? <laughs> you ain't playing. 
getting these tweets off, shining my ring and my championships. But anyways, let's let Marcus wrap it up. I know, I know, uh, Mister Savage is getting fatigued, so we will <laughs> via the group chat. We'll get ready to dip out of here. Uh, so okay, so if anybody has listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I say the N word. I say it regularly. I say it pretty often. I'm not offended when a black person calls me the N-word. I'm fine with it. That doesn't bother me at all. But I do know some black people that do get offended by that word. Now, just because I don't get offended by it doesn't mean I can tell them, hey, bro, you should just let me call you a nigga, bro. Like, it ain't that serious. Stop whining about it. I'm trying to show you some love. Like, I cannot sit here, I cannot sit here and tell someone what they can and cannot be offended by when they are not talking to me. She was, Andre, the tweet that was sent about her was disrespectful to her. Just because it was not disrespectful to you doesn't make it not disrespectful. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know what? This tweet wasn't about me and he wasn't talking to me about me or to me, but if he was, I wouldn't be offended by it. So you shouldn't be offended by it. It's the same thing. We can't sit here and tell people how to feel about things. And the player's name is Ariel Powers. And and for me, like the uh, I guess three or four nights ago, I watched uh, a WNBA game. I watched Phoenix versus Indiana. Very entertaining game. I was I, it had been a while since I watched the WNBA, but I was like, you know what? Let me check it out. And I knew I knew some of the players on Phoenix. I know. The, uh, uh, Dan, uh, what's her name? Uh, Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner, Diana Taurasi, and Skylar Diggins. Like those three players. Like I know those three players. I know them. But on Indiana, I didn't know some of those players. It is like you guys. This whole like, oh, it's gonna take me forever to look up who these players are. The ESPN app is right there. It's not that hard. They will literally tell you who just scored. They have a list of the. It's not that hard. To be like, it'll take you three seconds to look up who it is and put a name to that number. It's not that hard. I don't know why we're bending over backwards to give Andre Iguodala all this, all this leeway, like all this bail. Like, where's this coming from? This guy just got back in the NBA, and everybody's like, "Oh man, he's just showing the love." No, nigga, if you were showing love, you'd say your name. It's not that hard. It's super easy. It's common courtesy to say someone's name. Like Jesus. I, I guess the idea that. By not saying their name equates showing not showing love is my my. That's name. what she said. And you're making a lot of assumptions that everybody has the ESPN app. In an undeserved. If you're live tweeting a sporting event and you don't have the ESPN app, download the ESPN app. It's this. It's the same. Like, what are you doing? You're making what are lot, you doing? It's not lot, that hard. You're making a lot of assumptions about the speed of my Wi-Fi. Stop! Stop! You stop using your Wi-Fi privilege to to down me, sir. Then you shouldn't be live tweeting the game. I just feel like I just feel like people are like bending over backwards trying to give Iggy a bunch of bail. Like, yeah, I don't all like that hard. players, Iggy. You as a professional athlete should be trying to help uplift the WNBA by putting that woman's name out there to elevate them. If the NBA does better, that does nothing but make the NBA look better also. You need to help other professional athletes to get up to a level to where people will know that, hey, number who, like like we were talking about, 
if you say number 23 for the Lakers, we all know who we're who you're talking about. They're trying to get it to a point where you know that when you say number whatever, you know who they're talking about in the WNBA. Now that's going to take some time. Obviously, the WNBA I, I like is a conversation. That might be a long. We, we can't. We can't. The WNBA. The WNBA has only been around since 1999. It's not an old league. So we're and right. people are people are saying like, well, the WNBA is failing because it's not on the level of the NBA. We got to remember and the talent that, has progressed tremendously. We have to remember They're that the, the NBA, the NBA has playoff games, finals games on tape delay. Like before, before, I watched the game before, before Larry and Magic came to the NBA, niggas was not watching the NBA. The NBA was a failing, struggling league. Who? Any of you? Are you an NBA WNBA executive? Or like okay, but have you been watching any WNBA games? Have you been watching how they've been promoting the game? Have you watched how the viewership has risen over the last three years? And again, you know those things. You're not even watching the NBA. So what are you even talking about? You're not even as as a moderator of the podcast, you're not even letting me give my you don't even know what I'm what I'm what I'm saying. You're just attacking to to it. I'm not attacking. All I was saying, terms. I would like to couch the conversation of the opinion of why maybe the WNBA is not at the level of the NBA. And, how it, and uh, time, time might be the only. You fact. think the NFL became the number one sport? In America overnight? may not be the, the only NFL fact. is over a hundred years uh, old. Uh, again, you're not listening. We're, compa- we're, we're comparing. Speaking. We're comparing the NFL, <laughs> which is hundred years old. And the NBA, which is over you're, 40 years old, to not, a league that is barely not, 20 years old. This is not, you're arguing an argument that I'm not even arguing. So I don't even know what you're saying. You're not making any sense. But we can catch that that discussion for another time. We've run extremely over time again. Trillions if we get qualified people to have it. I don't have to be qualified to ask the question. Anybody can ask the question. But I forgot that you're a GM for the WNBA. So, anywho, yes, Trills, we appreciate it. We support Simples. Okay. I had I had to mention on Bleacher Report, so I do count that. I do put that on my resume. Oh, okay. oh talk to me. Talk to me. Okay. And I have uh, I have a band-aid on my hand, so whatever. Anywho, Troubles, you got any shout outs? Anybody wanna you wanna shout out real quick? Um, definitely always shout out to the Ox DJ. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. That's T-H-E-A-U-X DJ. Um Shout out to me actually becoming a DJ. So that's like the new shit. So if you got a DJ name. Oh, yeah. Um, See, look, there's my keyboard right here. Producer. We have you. So I'm I'm looking for a DJ name. I'm like, at this point, I'm probably going to stick with DJ Tribbles, but I would love to hear something new, something different. So, yeah. But other than that, shout out to everybody that's listening that made it through. This long podcast, and yeah, shout out to y'all, Mr. Savage. Uh, yeah, so, um, want to give a shout out. Uh, my father, as y'all all know, passed away last year. His birthday is this Tuesday, so when it comes out, uh, so uh, definitely shout out to Adolphus Coleman, the first, um, also the Sex Packets podcast, which is affiliated with this podcast. Uh, we're looking for a new, um, uh, an additional leading lady um, to come through and be on the show. And um, I don't know. 
I think I actually got the perfect person for you. We'll connect. Okay, and we're supposed to go hiking this weekend too. So let me know. Yeah, yes, we are going hiking. So I definitely text you. Gang, Marcus. <laughs> All right. So this is the second week in a row I've done this podcast wearing a mask. We've been on this podcast for over an hour and a half. I'm not feeling lightheaded. I'm not about to pass out. I've been breathing fine. Everybody can hear me. Wear your damn mask. Yes, wear a mask. Wash your hands. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, Herman Cain for not doing one of those two things. Uh, definitely looking for sponsors for the podcast. I'm trying to ma- manifest it like B. Simone. If her raggedy ass can get sponsors, then you know we can get sponsors. We out here every week putting up numbers. Maybe not McDonald's numbers. Maybe maybe Whataburger numbers. But we out here. This is KTSE Ave. We out. Peace. All right.